0: Hi, regular listeners, you may have spotted that we've changed our name. It's now Honey & Co. The Food Sessions.
3: So if you hear this sound, it's just us making dinner.
0: Well, that and the fact that we're not allowed to use our old title anymore.
3: It's just been a bit of a thing, but don't worry about it.
0: We hope you enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Sareet Packer.
3: I'm Itamar Sulevich. Together we run a couple of Middle Eastern restaurants in London.
0: And we also do our fair share of food writing. And welcome to Series 6 of Honey & Cook. We host in our little Delhi, Honey & Spice, on Warren Street. We talk to chefs and cookbook writers and waiters and managers and people we admire from the world of food.
3: This season we got to meet some incredible people. We've cooked their food. We've learned so much. We are so excited to share this with you. Tonight we're joined by Nancy Singleton Hachisu. She is one of our absolute favorite writers. She has opened the door to Japanese cooking for us. She's here with the book Japan, which is an all-inclusive, all-singing, all-dancing book about Japanese cooking. We talked about Japanese farm food. We talked about how important ingredients are. Nancy brought all her own sesame seeds. She doesn't travel without them. It was a magnificent evening. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. All the way from Japan guys, we are so happy to welcome to the Honey and Cove Nancy Singleton Hashitsu. Am I pronouncing it correctly? Hachisu. Hachisu. Yeah. I have to say that that Nancy did a much better job pronouncing my name, which is a real <laughs> challenge. You practiced I bitch. No. Nancy is a Californian. Yes. Originally, she lived in in Japan since 1988. My wife and I, we love Japan. We love Japanese food. We were always a little bit intimidated by cooking it. And I think Nancy's books were kind of a gateway for us to see that, you know, it's just like any other cuisine. It has a few, you know, of its own rules and its own mechanics. But for us, Nancy made this this food, Japanese food so accessible and so easy. Please join me in welcoming this wonderful food trader. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about, so you, you were born and raised in California?
4: Yeah, I grew up uh, in the 60s, pretty much 60s, 70s in Bay Area, California, and then um, moved away for a few years, came back for college, and then um, I was working in front of house restaurants and having the time of my life, but decided I needed to get a more serious life. Grown-up joke. Yeah, right. right. And so graduate school was the, the thing we all were going to be doing, and law or business were the two options in these days, you know. So I did want to go to chef school, but I also like languages. I love sushi and sashimi, so boom, my next language is going to be Japanese. Go to Japan for a year, haha, learning Japanese. <laughs> get some base and then go to graduate school. But instead, I meet, met the cute farmer boy and... <laughs> <laughs> and never escaped
3: <laughs> so did, did you just come for a year and then the rest yeah, of your life yeah. well down. you
4: know i was applying to graduate. i got there in the summer and uh i was applying to graduate schools in the fall and i realized actually at that time whoa it's gonna take me i'm, I'm not in the headspace to actually even think about going to graduate school right now i it would take longer for japanese and i was just touching the scratching the surface when i first got there Pretty soon after that, I told my the school I was working for that I would be staying for another year, uh, two years. So w-
3: was it love at first sight?
4: Well, it was. I mean, there was the the red string, <laughs> or the we call it. There was a definite uh, some sort of a ping.
3: Yeah. <laughs> first time he goes like
4: he called me. Ta- I asked everybody. I don't want to. I didn't want to call them Mister something. So I said I'll call you your first name or something something son. And then he says, "Call me Todd." And then the next, time, because his name's Taraki. The next time he didn't come, and then I noticed. And then the next time he says, "Call me Rodrigo," because <laughs> <It's like, laughs> <laughs> okay. he had been in Brazil for a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah he, he was an interesting guy.
3: <laughs> Falling in love with a guy and with with a country, with a culture.
4: Yeah, I mean, with the uh,
3: cuisine, or was that not as?
4: I mean, it was obvious. M- uh, it was more the cuisine than the country. You know, there's a lot of. Um, Things you have to. There's a lot of differences in the culture. In February, so I arrived in July, and then in February, we decided to get. It was we were gonna get married. It was a big decision. Um, both of us had to. Think Obviously, about. you took your time, off, right? <laughs> well, well, not that long. <laughs> All of six months. I know. Well, you know, but I was also 33 at the time, and so he was. Too, I was his first girlfriend. Actually. Really? Yeah. But um, and. and <laughs> Once I knew I was going to be staying in the country for the rest of my life, because I asked him, "Could you come with me to Calif- California so I could go to graduate school?" He goes, "I have no interest in America." I
2: was like, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. He wanted to go to Germany. Glad we had the so conversation.
4: <laughs> <laughs> wow! Shut that down. Yeah. So, <laughs> but once it decided, I decided, mean, there's things like girls are not supposed to sit, e- even I mean, young girls don't follow this, but um, sit cross-legged. Even the kids in the school call it daddy style, sitting. You're supposed to sit on the floor with your legs like that and not supposed to use oshibori on your face and things like that. It's all changing. But after I decided I was going to stay, I started wearing my shoes in my apartment. I checked it out. It was fine. (laughs) Uh It works. I just like, also my sister came and she was wearing her. She was like... She was wearing them in the tatami room. She was so unruly.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. So it wasn't quite a culture shock. I mean, is it is. A-
4: yeah. Once you know you're going to stay, yeah. then you really have. I was an exchange student in Belgium when I was 17, with AFS, and there was a program that really stressed you got to become Belgian. And I, I looked Flemish, and I had a little accent, my French, and so, you know, people thought I was Flemish. I really lost my American identity, and I realized that that was not a good thing. And so I had to find my way to find your way how can you do it using the th- the philosophy behind the culture but also do it your way like all the present giving i didn't just go buy some a box of soap and give it as a present which was a really common present in those days i made homemade you know food gifts for people and i just changed it that worked for me but it, yeah there was a lot of bumps along the way
3: you kind of Spend your life in in quite a rural community, and you know?
4: yeah, it's you know semi rural, yeah, small community, yeah. And, and the parents. Your
3: husband is a farmer.
4: He grows the rice and wheat and vegetables for the family, and that is a farmer. Then the 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 house itself, they were silkworm farmers. They never sold vegetables at any time in the course of their. And then the after the silkworm production, whatever, cottage industry, went off to wherever it went. He, his father, was um, raising chickens for a, a chicken laying company. My husband ended up having a free-range egg business. That was his. But now he's growing soybeans and wheat for the soy sauce company because the chicken coops got destroyed by snows. We had massive snows a few years ago.
3: You find yourself in this rural Japanese community. Mm-hmm. You have kind of an affinity to, to cooking and food. Yeah. And that was kind of your in to the no, society? Well, or? yes
4: and no. Um, actually, when I first went to Japan and I had my little apartment about about 45 minutes away from this town, I had my first party because we all do that. We Americans love to get people together. And so the first couple of cookbooks I had, um, I was one was Shojin Ryori, it was temple food. And the other was some sort of you know home cooking. And so I had a little party and I did shou, uh, temple food. And none of my friends had ever you know, cooked it or maybe even tried it, you know, and so it was a big success. And, um, and then the second time I did home cooking, like mizutake or something like that, and I'd never eaten myself, and then they had lots of kibitzing to say about that, and then I realized, why am I cooking Japanese food? From my japanese friends that's insane so i went back so i went back to tokyo and i got a couple because i i had always cooked from cookbooks and i got a couple of southern cookbooks i was always available the lee brothers and i'd never eaten southern food but went on to the southern food but i anyway that stopped me actually i stopped cooking japanese food because my husband's a really good cook and i and i cooked western food and then for many years and he did the uh, Brazilian and and Japanese food and I did all the other countries food fine and then David Leibovitz said he's a blogger in Paris he's like if you live on a Japanese far- organic Japanese farm you should write a book about the you know 100 best farm recipes and was like I realized everybody wants me to write this book I had thought of like doing something smaller you know in Japan and I was like I'll do that book
3: so, up, in, then, up uh, until then, you were just cooking burgers and... No, burgers! Are you kidding
4: me? I was making <laughs> coffee and sausages, and... I was full on. Don't, no, I've, don't, I've, don't, don't, I've, don't I've say that. You
3: are. I <laughs> bet you were. I
4: bet you were. I do cook burgers, though. Yeah, <laughs> I, I have the best hamburgers in the world. I, I'm, actually, I'm sure that when you do... <laughs> homemade do burgers, buns. Yeah,
3: I'm sure that your burgers are, yeah. are awesome. Don't, but, don't. you
4: know, but the thing is, you know, when you were cooking all your life... I mean, cooking since so I was 10, and let's do the math here. But, you know, and you're eating it all the time. I, I, I know how to cook, and so and i was there for like 25 years before i really full on i i was making tempura and salads and things like that that i couldn't stand it not to be perfect because i liked those foods but anyway um i just asked my husband oh how do you make nikujaga which was one of his dishes and you say but and then I made it, and it was perfect. In fact, it was better than his. <laughs> is he going to hear this?
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's up to you. Yeah, right, 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 yeah. right, right. So you, then, this is when you decide to kind of delve into the...
4: Well, it was my thing. ...his side of the... Well, yeah, but actually, I you mean, know, partly the recipes in Japanese farm food were were things we ate. Some of them were things like the zucchini recipe with the, the sesame was just something that I, I, you know, came to me just a few there were some things from our friend Kanjana chef who has a sober restaurants and and then uh, and then I moved on to you know preserving and then this material is 70s and 80s and it mainly sourced from two women that I highly admire one of whom wrote a uh, a healthy Japanese cookbook and and um, it was pre-shojin type Pre temple food, yeah. and when she was cooking it, and it's um, not 100, percent seasonal, 100, 100, 100 percent, but I really tried to squish it into the season. I followed it true to her ingredients, like the, the the greens we're having today, but she didn't have any proportions, and so I made the decision on that way. Yeah. So it's mine and hers, you know. And also, I'm right. I'm doing this in this era. Plus, I'm using amazing ingredients, like the sesame. From From Wada on sesame yeah. I was like I mean best is, in the world,
3: this is another thing that 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 struck me you know from Japanese farm food, from this book is how deeply connected you are to your produce from the uh, absolutely yeah yeah from from the produce of the farm, right, which you know really, I would like read about your rice, and you know there's a beautiful bit about the sweet corn and mm-hmm. japanese that really you know you can almost taste it mm-hmm.
4: so even when i travel like i was here for a week cooking at carousel and um i know ikuko and robin at namayasai and i knew ikuko since uh, we were first married cuz she was a student doing karate with my husband's group and um i knew their vegetables and they came to study with my farm our farmer friends so i knew their vegetables would be really good and they really were and so and i we have them today the 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 greens yeah. are from uh, namayasai. and the daikon is all from namayasai. It was very important, and I brought all of the the soy sauce and the sesame yeah. sesame oils, and everything, uh, and miso. We didn't have I,
3: to I, I have to say, I went to the to Japan Center last night. did
4: Pretty good job. Pretty good. <laughs> and then
3: I I, I got all <laughs> these things, and I said, you know, I said, you know, every single ingredient, because Nancy told me, yeah, hey, I'll bring, but I, I said, well, just in case, yeah. or you know, if she couldn't find, I didn't want to have. <clears throat> so much pressure on her
0: but I live for pressure yeah
3: (laughs) bring the pain yeah I did get everything which was a little bit of a shame and this is actually would be really helpful because I you know in Japan Center there's you know a million varieties of everything but of (coughs) course if you don't speak Japanese it's really hard for you to understand what's Mm -hmm. on the label so I ended up buying the American brand
4: no, 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 no. You did it. That was, a, it's English. Clear Spring? Oh, really? He's British, yeah. 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 C-
3: okay. Christopher Dawson. I didn't know.
4: Oh, he might be American, but he lives in Britain. Yeah. yeah he so is a So what, what you're eating
3: tonight, none of what I bought yesterday went. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Oh, the, rice, <laughs> the rice, the
4: rice. Yes. The rice, yeah. I'm yeah. sorry, you know, I brought, I brought rice from our farm um, for Carousel, and I wasn't sure we were doing rice today, and it was really like, I, I was at max, 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 max. Yeah. Max. But Clear Spring does good rice.
3: Yeah, yeah. Well it came out. And
4: nice. all the flavoring is a la Nancy. Yeah. from from my producer people. Not many Japanese are using the good products anymore. It's, it's y- Kikoman, Yamasa Marukami Miso Mitsukan vinegar, slam dunk, you know, but
3: do do <laughs> Japanese people seek it out, the, the you know, the traditional makers? Is there mm, an very
4: awareness? It's coming, it's changing, and that's really um, the farm-to-table movement and the idea about artisanal, is, it's more the younger people or people who are macrobiotics, they're really concerned about the... It's definitely, I mean, it's always been there, but a really small percentage of the population, organics, have been really low. Like, my husband is a, a, does farming at Shizen Noho. It's, um, like, more than organic. It's organic plus... No animal products on the field. And so our local, his mentor is the, the farmer I was talking about. He's now cl- close to 80, but um, he's his family. He and his wife changed their whole farming to be natural farming 60 years ago. And that was really unheard of, like majorly unheard of. And I'm sure they got a lot of flack for it because Americans, those bad Americans pushed those chemicals on the uh, on Japanese after the war. And it was all, it's all, still a way of life you know
1: yeah imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time
2: in zero calories, the wild berry flavor is my fave. No wait, is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five Cravable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher.
3: But you still, you still manage to find the you know the makers of the the most incredible soy sauce yeah oh that, that's in our miso. town
4: and, and they they really hold the line and most organics um coming out of japan are made with chinese beans and chinese materials i'm not saying it's bad um but the chinese organic soybeans are less expensive than japanese conventional and japanese beans have been grown for you know miso for almost a thousand years and then tofu around, along the way and then Next soy sauce, so it's they're grown for these culinary applications and not for max max oil output, yeah, so they're particularly well suited to these and if the big companies stop buying from the Japanese farmers, it'll be like sesame like Japanese sesame is pretty much non-existent. My sesame guy buys from Tunisia and a few other places, and at first I was had a problem with that, but he's it's just so amazing his his roastery yeah that I, and there is no. Production anymore because the big companies, sesame companies, stop buying Japanese sesame. They're buying from China. So it can happen with soybeans, and soybeans and rice are the two most important crops in Japan. I mean, th- that is the food. So it's, so that's why I keep like talking about it. You know, yeah. <laughs> wherever I go, even what, in what, Japan. But what
3: what can we do? You know, <clears throat> here in the West that we do have actually access to quite a lot.
4: Yeah, I mean, it's it's.
3: Is there any way that we can know?
4: I only know because I check the websites. And um, the Japanese websites, um, uh, whatever is not written, like if it never says Japanese soybeans, it's never Japanese soybeans. So now I'm not a great Japanese reader, but Mr. Google is my friend. And um, if it doesn't say Japanese soybeans, it's Chinese or American or Canadian. If it doesn't say barrel fermented, it's totally not. If it doesn't say organic, it's absolutely not. And so it's just things to know about. About There's a there's a soy sauce maker, pretty crappy soy sauce maker, that sells fancy bottled soy sauce in America for way more expensive because they bottle up fancily and it's non-Japanese beans and non-Japanese, not organic, and non-Japanese beans and wheat. And they're fancily packaging it and selling it more than our beautiful soy sauce that's packaged by by Osawa. So it's yeah. I, don't, I think I have a real problem with that. I don't like mm, tricking people like that. There's a company in Australia called Fino Foods, and I yeah. sourced their lineup. If you want to know, go to Fino Foods' website and see what Nancy Hachisu picked. It's right all there. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I mean, there's, there's definitely... You do need to do some research. Yeah. But I think what we loved about when we first... Um, so Japanese farm food And this book as well This book even more so Because this book is a lot more accessible Very accessible Is that we You know We are we have this kind of reverence For Japanese food And Japanese culture And a little bit Even for us That we're a professional chef A little bit intimidated <coughs> Towards that food mm-hmm. And I think You know These books have really Helped us Approach this food You don't need to be so fussy That said She is so fussy <laughs> But I, but this, I don't think that's... Don't you know, touch my
2: rice balls. Yeah,
3: no, she's so fussy. Which is the, the biggest compliment, of course. But I think that's kind of... If you're if you're a cook and you care about this, you are fussy.
4: So people, there's these messages that it really bothered me a lot. Like some cookbook authors would say, Oh, in Japan, we always... In Japan, they always have white and green and brown on each meal. Or we have... Or there's the other... The different color things that's every meal has the you know this set of colors which is like bullshit because um everybody's just trying to cook their dinner and get it on the table or every meal we have salt flavor and and uh, vinegar flavor and this flavor that you know it's like yeah okay if you go to if it's a restaurant or you know if you're doing this stylized cooking but otherwise people are just trying to cook their dinner you know and so to say all that and then people feel like they have to do that menu I mean Japanese have are f- always, uh, famously I feel like they bring dishes that never went with my food and I, I felt like I didn't want to match it but they very happily put all sorts of dishes together it's very uh, democratic in the approach to food Yeah, you know so I'm not fussy about putting this and that together. It's just like, get the food on the table and let's eat. (laughs) I I feel like the people I know.
3: Came across so strongly from, you know, again, this book for sure has, most of the recipes are so accessible. There's not a lot of ingredients. Right. But Mm -hmm. what is your, what is our Japanese pantry? What do we need well, for easy Japanese yeah, cooking.
4: I, I, you, you need soy sauce and hopefully get a better soy sauce because, you know, my brother-in-law works for Kikkoman, and they do have different levels, you know, but the, the lesser ones are made from, um, you know, soybean grits and not round soybeans. um, And they don't have as much flavor. And so you're going to have to glug, glug, glug much more in. But so get a good soy sauce, get the mes, best, that's accessible. Get the best mirin you can, uh mirin you can, again, accessible. And then um, I think Clear Spoon probably does a good job. Um, eventually, uh, I, I like Mikawa mirin. and I think it's possibly that um, Clear Spoon sells that one. And then get the best miso that you can. And that's all you can do. Well, then Sesame's the second, the next. Uh, I, you can use um, British salt. I like sea salt. Yeah. I think that's a sweet We have dog. good salt. We yeah. have good salt. Yeah, you have good yeah. salt. There's no reason to like fuss about the Japanese yeah. salt. Uh, and a really good rice vinegar, which is much more challenging. Yeah. Eo or Sen are the ones that are actually starting to be available. In
3: a, lot of, a lot of what we buy here is rice wine vinegar. <laughs> it's yeah, but kind it's not. of grain. It's if you it's, look at the label, it's, it's, you know, yeah, it's grain it's, it's flavor, ethyl, something. Uh, ethyl alcohol
4: yeah. was, I think, some amazake. So, but if you're going to have to use the really poor ingredients, you should match poor with poor. Like, don't don't waste a, a beautiful mirin with that crap vinegar.
3: <laughs> okay, break it down for me again. Sorry. If what? you're
4: going to use, you should use equal ingredients. If you go low level, go low level. <laughs> Kikomam, Marukan marukome miso and ajinomo. like if you can trash it then trash it all the way <laughs> no, if you can't afford it you don't care or whatever but don't don't go michimachi you know the, the best stuff like mikawa mirin, mirin and um, that yamaki soy sauce they enhance each other Yeah. you know whereas mikawa mirin would overpower a lesser soy sauce I mean like you can drink it it's so delicious and the soy sauce is made with spring water so it's you know, really bright, yet it's all really deep. You know, it's just, it's all coming. Changing thing is really this sesame, Wadaman sesame. It, he's the best sesame roaster in the world. Don't you? Did you guys? The sesame thought, was it's incredible. Incredible. Yeah.
0: Guadaman,
4: Wadaman. W A D A M A N. And
3: we can buy it here.
4: Starting to be, it's umami in in in. A, it's a online, uh, based in in uh, whatever you call that country next.
3: France.
4: <laughs> <laughs> what are you IU, British yeah. people love that, right? <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. And the, but John Old, uh, Wasabi Company. We just company. call
3: it Europe now, we don't differentiate. It's <laughs> like there,
4: yeah. Yeah. The, John, uh, John Old uh, from the Wasabi Company, I think he's really motivated to bring the... Um, I'm, I don't know if Wadaman has said yes yet. And same with Yamaki, and, uh, the soy sauce and the mi- miso.
3: What is the kind of japanese technique or dish or the entry level what what do we start in
4: i think i am on the book the chapter of ayamono is it's like something dressed it's it's our you know i'm not japanese obviously so when i say ours just because i'm living there for 30 years but it's the equivalent of of the western salad though japanese um love salads now it's definitely a part of the cuisine. You probably if you've eaten Japanese food you know the the spinach with the goma the, the sesame dressing. Oh, wow. This book what I have to admit that I don't pay for my sesame. So he sends it to me and I tested this book with his beautiful sesame and I kept it's very sesame centric or f- forward there's a lot of sesame in there. And uh, almost obscenely so.
3: In, in our company, we use, what, 10 kilos of yeah. tahini a day? Oh, my God. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're, you know, you're amongst friends here. Yeah, right. <laughs> wow. The friend yeah. of a sesame is our friend.
4: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Vegetable dishes are very approachable. Also, there's a, in the rice section, um, a lot of, um, I don't like as much the takikome gohan style, which is where you you put stuff in and then you cook it with the rice. I like a freshy, freshy taste. Yeah. And so there's quite a few recipes of where you cook your rice and then you fold something in, like as simple as ginger juice, you know. And th- those are uh, quite nice and those very good miso soup recipes, actually, if I could say that. <laughs> <laughs> you could, yeah. Okay.
3: <laughs> Absolutely you can. What drives you crazy in Japanese food in the West? Or our perception, Japanese uh, food? The perception. Where to start?
4: Yeah, it's like... Um, Sushi is a restaurant thing. It's We call them shops. But, yeah. you know, it's not something you really, except for the country sushi, which is actually kind of a pain because you have to simmer up a bunch of pieces and put it, like, there's about eight things. It takes, takes a while. My mother-in-law used to do that, and it's not something that I'm going to be doing it's every day. It's like a Wednesday yeah. night dinner. Yeah, but that's the only sushi we would ever eat. Or or, tima- or the hand, you make it yourself at yeah. the table thing. We're never going to make rolls. Those are restaurant meals because Soba guy does it so much better. And ramen for sure. Uh, there's a recipe for ramen. But what you see is restaurant food yeah. here, basically.
3: So we, we don't get a glance into home cooking, really.
4: Yeah, and but it's not just home cooking. It's also a real thing in the West where every kind of cooking, Japanese cooking, is in one restaurant. And how is that? Possible. <laughs> They've got ramen and sushi and God knows what. You know, these are things that people study for for you know, it takes you seven years to master something is a certainly a saying, but probably takes you ten, you
3: know. I want you to join me in saying a great big thank you for Nancy. I said to these guys, always, you know, do meet your heroes because it's it's such a pleasure.
4: I was very excited to be the, to come. So hero back.
3: back. Mutual admiration. So thank you so much, Nancy. Thank you. Thank you very much. our latest episode if you'd like to join one of the next talks please follow us on social media at Honey & Co or go on our website honeyandco.co.uk with a huge thanks to Hester Kant for producing a special thanks to our own Louisa Cornford for her wonderful research
0: and the music is by the lovely Alice Russell thanks for listening